Hi, this is Ricky Stewart, and if you want to listen to a Raiders podcast, then you should listen to the official one, Behind the Limelight, not this rubbish with Flakey Blakey. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. It's Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And we are the third most popular Raiders podcast coming to you poolside from our beautiful hotel just near Rabina, where we've been relocated, relocated thanks to the NRL recognising that incorrectly we were one of the two most popular Raiders podcasts on the internet. Um, so not coming to you from the filthiest store and located somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will Blake? No, I'm in no hurry to go back there either. No, it's no, much it's, nicer it's up here. It's quite sunny up here. It's very, very good. Um, you know, hang I, on, what's it? Can I hear the ocean in the background? You can. Ah, ah, ah! Ah, behind this. We're brought to you with the exceptionally dubious support of the Greenhouse, the Canberra Raiders' number one fan forum on the internet. Get online. Get engaging with people who love the Canberra Raiders as much as you do. And if you really like people who love the Canberra Raiders as much as you do, you should get in to Landspeed Records and be served by people who love the Canberra Raiders as much as you do and buy your LPs, buy your T-shirts, buy all manner of stuff from this fantastic shop, safe in the knowledge that your money is staying green. Isn't that right, Blarko? It is. It's staying in Canberra. It is. It is. Um, And speaking of green and Canberra mm. and Landspeed Records, coming soon, we've got merch. Merch inspired by you know the, the the success of of brands like Bloke in a Bar, Bloke in a Bar, YKTR, uh, Aussie Man Reviews, <laughs> Aussie Man Reviews. <laughs> oh come on, tell me you don't like Aussie Man Reviews. <laughs> we're we're launching we're launching our own merch, and it's so uh, the the uh, the ass clown slash ass clown beanie. Yeah, it's gonna be up. It's dropping soon. Now I just want to point out that Blake has actually put the logo on the side, which is spelled incorrectly with the A. R-S-E, as opposed to the logo. So he's trying to say the arse clown is the wrong way around. Despite what I said last week, there aren't actually 500 beanies. There's only 25 beanies being produced. Very limited edition. And so by the time we, me and you, myself, have one, uh, John Sharkey gets one. Yeah. Who else? Danny Stewart. Danny Stewart gets one. There's only actually going to be 20 up for sale. (laughs) Oh, Lord Funkington. Well, yeah, that's what I've encountered. I've counted for the five of us. Yeah, it's only 20. So get online. Uh, We know already um, uh, T-Mac. He's already on board. He's already put himself down for one. But who are going to be the next? You've got to write in and tell us if you want one of those beanies, if you want one of them. Because I tell you what now, they are going to be collected item going forward. You can say, to, to quote the the, um, uh, the, uh, the cure, you know, if you, if, you get, if you pick up really quick, you can say you were there. Yes. Um, so I'll put up a link soon anyway. They'll be up for pre-order in the next couple of days. I'll put up a link. Okay, but we're going to break with a bit of tradition on, 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 this, uh, on this particular episode. And we're going to talk about what grinds my gears? You know what really grinds my gears? And you know what grinds my gears, Blake? That we had to go to Queensland. Grinds my gears. It grinds my gears that once more, COVID-19 has cl- stuffed up our season. You know, we were going to have a nice home match against the Sharks this weekend where we are going to be able to go out how, on, at, on a day match, on a three o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah, but on a Saturday. But how, can you, how can you actually say it's stuffed up our season? This, I could see, potentially being the circuit breaker that might save our season. Because let's face it, 
one thing, our home form has been absolutely atrocious. Are you talking like Dave Ferner taking the boys to the Eagle Hall? Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so what you're saying is where we're staying right Camp now David. at, at Greenmount on, on, the, on the Gold Coast with the boys. This could be exactly what the team needs to bring us back together. Mm. You know, this could be the bonding experience. Go away. Ricky said last year mm. when um, people were saying that Melbourne Storm had it rough, he said, I would love to be based up on the Gold Coast in getting away from Canberra winter. Bring the boys together. They get to bring their families. Yeah. They could all come back together. I mean, there's been a lot of talk of disunity in the camp this mm. year. This could be the opportunity to bring them all back together under the one roof. They've got the families. They've it got some be beautiful good. sunshine. They've got some time yeah, by the yeah, pool. Yeah, but I wanted to see the football live. And that's why it grinds my gears. Absolutely grinds my gears. I don't gears. know. After that, after that Titans game, I, to be honest, wasn't in a hurry to go out to Canberra Stadium yeah, in the freezing be, cold. This is lose. day game. Mind you, this Saturday, did you see there, were, there was going to be eight degrees and possible hail? So maybe, maybe that is better, isn't it? But look, just on a serious note with that, once more in a position where members are going to be asked what they want to be done, you know, for compensation for not having these matches at home, which is fair enough. And I recognise, and so does Blarco here, recognise very heavily that you've got to be very careful with your entertainment money about where you put that. Well, last year, I said that any Raiders fan that um, asked for a refund was a bum. Did you? And yeah, some people got pretty upset. Some people got upset by that. (laughs) Right, right. I was just paraphrasing the great Late great Bob Hawke. Yeah, the late great Bob And it was Bob kind Hawk. of tongue-in-cheek, but some people got very upset about it. No, they did. Anyway, we recognise that you may well need that money back. And if you do, absolutely, the club is going to Do you really? Have, Does anyone really need that money back? The club is going to have, and you may, so you tell Blarko to get stuffed, you may well need that money back. And if you do, the get club is going to have the mechanism to do it. But if you don't need that money back, if you can live without that money, remember that money is part of you saying, I am part of this club and I'm proving it by my money. Yes, a benefit is we actually get to go and see games. But in this case, we don't. But we're still there saying, we're Canberra Raiders supporters. We are bleeding green. So there will be an option, I'm informed by Don Fernan Jr., for us to say, club, keep my money in this respect. I'm encouraging all of those, like myself, is going to do, to take that option. Because I reckon on the back of this season's results, the uh, the club's going to bleed a few members as it is. A few of the people that got on, on the back of the, the 2019, 2020 bandwagon might be getting off. So if you but can, I do want to solid... say that last week, I did make a prediction. I said within that, that I foresaw that a young Joe Tarpanay was going to come burst back to form and have a massive match, lead us to a win over Manly, which was going to send us on a run a la the Bulldogs 1995, and we were going to triumph. Well, the first part of that prediction, you will have seen, was completed it's... because what a win against the Seagulls. Well... It shows you what Joe is actually capable of, doesn't it? And it shows you why Ricky and the rest of the coaching staff have at times been so frustrated with him. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and there's been issues and he's been put to the back to the bench and dropped and left out and everything else because they know what he's capable of. Yeah, and he showed us. Unbelievable. I mean, that, was, that was top 20 players in the NRL form right there. 100%. I mean, that, I, that, would, that, that game that he played, and I did go back and watch it after Thursday night because I was on a date and unable to watch it. Um, that effort that he did on Thursday night would see him in any 13 in the rugby league world. Any 13. Well, that's him at, at his best. You know, he's one of the best forwards in there. That, that was outstanding. Um, but And he clearly wins the Blake and the Pork $20 man of the match for that performance. Um, big, big, healthy... Um, Acknowledgement though to Ryan Sutton once more. Oh, he's great. Who he's great. was right behind that. His, he has turned into a quality footballer. Before he was a bench player, you'll remember in 2019, he wasn't even the 17 that made the grand final. 
Uh, I wouldn't leave him out of my 13 now. Not no a chance. He, no, he's, he's been the shining light this season. He's uh, Jordan Rappano, again, though, never stops trying. No, never, he never so, does. Had another, great, had another great effort. Yeah, he's still a bit slow nowadays, but he, he keeps trying, and, and he's been really, really good. Um, so, yeah, and he's really rubbing it into my face when I called for him not to be in the side this year. Yeah, but well. I think he's proved me wrong. You know, like Principal Skinner, prove me wrong, children, prove me wrong. Um, other bright sparks in that was uh, Matt Frawley and, and Sam Williams. Matt Frawley's left foot for Schumann. Yeah. He stepped up. Yeah, yeah, he did. He, he got. Did he get? It, did he get four repeat sets? No, I've said. Uh, I, I actually five. He well, maybe it was five. Rolled it in and rolled yeah, it in. Um, rolled it we in. should should probably check that before we go to the podcast. But why he, would we want to get into accuracy now? Right? <laughs> well, how would we want to do that? He um, got more repeat sets in that game than Jack Whiten's got for the whole season, and I think I think George Williams has got seven for the season. Or something. So it's only two less than yeah George Williams. So if he gets another game, he'll probably overtake him. Yeah, I actually was said that we shouldn't have picked Matt Frawley in the side. No, no, I was with you at hell. But enter Schumann, and my goodness gracious me, did that pay off. We had all the possession in the world. Yeah, well, it, go, it goes to show, doesn't it, if you, you know, we played a pretty simple pretty simple game plan, and look, um, we still, for all our possession and field position, we didn't look that potent. No, I agree, end. but we won, and, and, and it was a great win, too. There was a moment there... Um, while I was watching the score updates, I thought, oh, no, here they come. There was a brief moment. Where I thought, oh, no, here they come. Until then... Emre Gula's try put the game to and, and while we're on Emre Gula, that was one of his better performances. He really rose. He, he took more of a leadership role. Before this, I think he's been sitting back, knowing he was a bit of a bit part player and not quite sure what his role is in the team. I think he now realises if he's going to have a role in the team, he's got to make a role in the team. And I think that was the start of Yeah, well, they, start, they, st- they started him and... and... Tarpany came off the bench and then people saying well why is Tarpany still off the bench you know after such a great performance mm. against Manly well it worked it did having him come off the bench worked if they break don't fix it so you know he's coming off, off the it. bench again um, and and uh, the other one I want to talk about is Xavier Savage look it was an interesting one uh, he pretty much the first five or six times he hit the ball up he got absolutely belted Mm. and pushed back but it didn't phase him at all which was good to see uh, he was pretty much unsighted in attack though yep especially in the second half especially once Tom Starling came on uh, then Josh Hodgson I mean people are saying he played lock to my mind he was playing seven I think Hodgson was playing seven from yeah what he, I was, he was playing seven and we were effectively running with two sixes so we had Frawley on one side playing as a six, yeah. and we had Williams on the other side as, as a, six. a six. And then in attack, we basically didn't use our fullback at all. Yeah. He was unsighted. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree with that too. And I want to see him run. I want to see them have that. The, the Mullins play, there was that one out of the scrum back in 94 where they, they'd run it around, and Mullins would be in a one-on-one foot race with someone and burn them. I, Savage can do that to anyone in the comp. Yeah. Oh, and also the other one is he's got a, you know, with Papa back... And also with Tarpany, just sniff for that offload yeah. up the middle, straight up the middle, then and, offload. And, and use that space because he's got so much that if someone doesn't get a great hit on him straight off, he's going to be through. He's going to be too fast for them to get the second grab. And if it's a one-on-one, that's speed. And we, we've seen in the highlights, I know it's in the New South Wales Cup, we've seen in the highlights that the instant he does hit that gap with any sort of speed, he's so quick, they just can't get a hand on him. So I, I'm really hoping to see that this weekend against... Pappenhausen style. Yeah, very much. And Pappenhausen he, has a bit more of a loop. 
yeah to it whereas what I've seen of Savage he doesn't have a loop to it he is there's the gap and I'm going at it at a million miles an hour and I think that's that's a great product personally um, but uh, you know there was some really good points in that match um, and one of them really was young Sammy Williams who had a shocking effort first up in defence for the, the the Walker try that was embarrassing it was um but then came back in the match and really put his shoulder to the grindstone. Wasn't really tested again on our line he as wasn't. much. No, he that. wasn't. The concerning thing about that game was Manly very rarely got up our end. That's right. But when they did get up at our end, they, they seemed it. to look like they could pretty much score at will. Yeah. So the whole game plan of the repeat sets and just keeping it, you know, away from... It works when it all goes well. Yeah. The other thing that was interesting thing was um, after, you know, um, Sam Williams got burnt off that scrum they started putting him at the back of the scrum yeah. so he didn't he couldn't get caught out one on one and why wouldn't you do that but coming up to the incident of you know like I want to break with tradition and go with the segment Ask Cloud of the Week <laughs> early um, because the Channel 9 caller now it's one thing we all know Sammy's got some challenges we all know that he's not the most wonderful in defence but I think we could all agree the way he was called and referred to by the Channel 9 caller was a little bit beyond the pale, but uh, I don't want to leave it to me or to Blake to actually do this. So Danny Stewart has decided he's going to cover this. He's off. coming back. <coughs> yeah, this is Danny Stewart, the uh, half brother of a uh, Canberra's coach, Ricky Stewart. <coughs> well, there's a fabulous segment on this uh, podcast called Ask Clan of the Week, <coughs> and uh, I'm going to submit my Ask Clan of the Week now, and uh, that Ask Clan is uh, Matty Thompson. <coughs> Matty Thompson of uh, terrible uh, Channel 9 Rugby League commentator fame, who, uh, after Sammy Williams scored his uh, first try against the Eagles the other night, said uh, something along the lines of this. Ah, Sam Williams of all people has gone over. <coughs> of all people. Uh, the irony of Matt Thompson of all people, uh, saying someone uh, calling, saying of all people, someone doing their job, uh, wasn't lost on me because... Uh, Matty, I've got news for you, mate. I'd uh, rather listen to uh, two stray cats, mate, than uh, overhear your voice again, mate. <coughs> um, and on the performance against the Eagles, uh, what a difference a week in rugby league makes. Uh, bit of luck, bit of the BOTB factor, and uh, we're back in business, baby. Um, <coughs> and uh, just another shout-out to Sammy uh, for his performance the other night. Uh, I, I can't remember seeing a more dominant performance by a Raiders halfback. <coughs> No, the one that springs to mind was uh, Mark Herbert in uh, 2008 against the Titans. Uh, scored uh, uh, on debut against the Titans. We won that one 46-4 and uh, Mark was absolutely everywhere. And uh, yeah, that performance from uh, Sammy, that reminded me of that. <coughs> no, we've had some good halves combos over the years. Uh, my half-brother there with uh, Laurie Daly, Campisi uh, McCrone, uh, Herbert McCrone. Uh, we've had some great ones, but... Uh, uh, this combination of Sammy Williams and Matty Frawley, uh, shout out to Matty Frawley as well, he was uh, he was outstanding and has never let us down when he's put on a green jumper uh, um, and probably probably a bit of a uh, unsung hero, uh, Matty Frawley. So uh, good times again. Uh, we're back in the winner's circle, we're back in the top four on the uh, BOTB ladder and uh, might continue with a, uh, another good performance up in uh, southeast Queensland uh, against uh, the Sharkies this weekend. Well, he says it like it is, Danny Stewart, doesn't he? Yeah. He says it like it is. and uh, He's like his half-brother, Ricky. Mm. He can be a divisive figure, Danny. Either you, either you love him or you hate him. He can be. And I've heard but people... But you know where you stand with him. I had I, someone the other day just said they just 
they absolutely thought Lord Funkington and the shark were brilliant. They loved them. They wanted it, and they couldn't stand Danny Stewart. And I said, well, I've heard it the other way around. I've heard it the other way around that many times. And you know what? I'm your fan, Danny Stewart. I'm your fan. I like Lord Funkington. I like Danny Stewart. And John Sharkey, I don't have a lot of time for that guy. A lot of time here for the shark. Big fan of the shark over here. Because he's the only person that backs you up on the ass clown debate. Well, that's because he's right. He's correct. He's absolutely correct. Anyway, talking about the shark, it is time for the shark attack. Bonjour, everybody. What's up? It's your pal Sharky, and I'm here celebrating my favorite holiday of the year, Bastille Day. And uh, I have a special guest this week. It's, um... Since he didn't get to uh, travel with the team up to the Gold Coast, uh, I have Curtis Scott here. And uh, Curtis is going to help me with Shark Attack this week. Hey, Curtis, what's up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, how you doing today, Curtis? You feeling good about getting dropped from the team? <laughs> yes, very articulate. Uh, hey, Curtis, while you're here, uh, I have. can you help me move that big, tall... Um, like wooden thing, yeah, with the blade there, right there. Can you bring that into my into the garage here? Cool, thanks. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it right there. Hey, hey, Curtis. Yeah, you're not very bright. Why don't you just stick your? You see that hole right there? It looks like a chin rest. Just stick your head in there. Try. It's kind of like a virtual reality type thing um, that I bought. You know. Yeah. So just put your head in there and check this out. It's really, it's really sick. I think you'll really enjoy it. You got you set? Okay. <laughs> Got him. Yep, hook, line, and sinker. Sorry, Curtis. That's uh, that's just how it goes, bud. Oh man. Well, just really enjoying Bastille. Oh wait, hold on. Look who's here. Oh, it's it's Jared Croker. Hey, Jared, what's up, man? How you doing? No, I'm I'm not. We're not doing nothing. You like pizza, right? Check this out. I got a new pizza oven. It's right over there. Yeah, stick your head in there. Yeah, that's just sauce. All that red stuff is just sauce. Um, yeah, just poke your head in there. Yeah, that's right. You good? You good? Oh, got him too. Could have went to the wing, but nope. You wanted to start at center. Sorry. This Bastille day, all bets are off. So <laughs> we're cleaning house. All right. All right. I'm going to clean up now. I uh, hope we get a win this weekend, or maybe I'll be bringing out this guillotine for you, Ricky. You hear me? I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, go, you green things, and I'll see you next week. Au revoir. Once more, you know, you can't fight him. He's full of passion, the shark. He's full of passion, the shark. He's almost cost us a sponsorship once before. He has. He has. He's been warned off having any goes whatsoever, the greenhouse network capacity whatsoever. He's explained that that's not acceptable. You know, take your Philadelphia ruffian ways and, uh, and you know... Yeah, you crumb bum. Store the crumb bum and store them because, yeah, whatever. But talking about sharks, we got the sharks this weekend. We do. It's an interesting, interesting game. I am going in reasonably hopeful, reasonably optimistic. I yeah, mean, there was, always there was... bad when we're going in optimistic, isn't it? It's always bad when you're going in optimistic. I don't, I don't like it at all. Well, I went in with absolutely zero hope in the manly game and was pleasantly surprised. So, I yeah, I'd written that off. Well, actually, no, you hadn't written that off. 
you you put money on the Raiders thirteen plus, did you? Oh no, that was Lord Funkington put money on the Raiders thirteen plus. My my biggest mistake was I saw the Raiders winning and I put them on one to twelve. I lost the faith. I needed thirteen plus, but I didn't. Because uh. it was one of those weeks where you just felt like that's a turnaround. We're going to Brookvale. We look motherless. We came away with a win. But this week we're up against the Sharks. Now there's a few things that worry me about this is that we've won the last five. And every time I've seen recently that we've won and won and won against a side, the next thing we've done is lose against them. Which Titans included. Yeah, Titans especially. I remember looking at that and thinking, you know, we just haven't, you know, this this isn't so good. But, um, and we've got Whiten and Papa coming back after playing Origin. So, and they don't have anyone coming back off Origin at all. The Sharks. They got no, no one in Origin. No one in Origin whatsoever. Not one that single would be... player. Well, usually Wade Graham would have made it, but he's out injured, so he's not there. Yeah, and obviously there's no going there. They would have had so many players over the years. Once upon a time, but they've got absolutely no one that's away on um, on duty whatsoever. You know, Andrew Fafita once upon a time was seen as a fixture, but now he's you know on the bench and just been pulled off the extended bench for them. Has he been pulled off the extended bench? He's off the extended bench into the reserves now, uh, into into onto the actual bench now. But our last loss against them was 2018, um, controversially. So he will be coming on. He'll, he'll be playing. Andrew Fita will be playing. That's yep. exciting. But what the Sharks have is they've got a five-day turnaround um, because they played last weekend, as we saw against the Warriors up at the Central Coast, on Sunday evening. So they finished that game at, what, 6 o'clock? And so they've got five-day turnaround for this match at 3 o'clock. Not even quite a five-day turnaround, whereas we played on Thursday night. So for a change... We've got an eight-day turnaround. Now, we've both got to travel. There has been disruption. It's Thursday to Saturday, only eight days. Oh, I believe so. Hang on. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Well, it's not, yeah, it's eight days until the next match. I'm not counting the actual day of the match. There's eight days in the turnaround in between. And it's five days. So it's actually... Anyway, we've actually got more turnaround for a change. So we're actually relatively rested. Um, I'll be interested to see whether... Um, I assume Whiten will start. Whether Papa starts or not, I don't know. I don't know. But as we've seen before, he's backed up particularly well. He's got a great record coming back from Origin. Whereas Jack Whiten, I think, not as good. Well, this is a... I'm worried about Jack in Origin, and we're recording this the day of Origin, so by the time people are listening to this, they'll know the story, so I won't go on about it. But um, what I'm hoping, and what I think everyone's hoping, is that Jack goes to Origin, sits in the sixth jumper, and finds his form, finds his mojo, yep. and, and finds his running game, finds his passing game, finds his fury, finds everything about Jack White and that we love that seems to have been slipping away this season, doing the Max uh, Merritt and the Meteors. You know, It's just like, where is it? And he's hating my song references this week, the Blarco. He's just despising him. Hated the Cure one, now he hates the Max Merritt and the Meteors. He's despising it. But all the same, but... I just want him to do it, you know? I want him to come back. But with the Sharks match, right, we, we decided what we needed was a bit of analysis. Yes. So, this guy was a former listener of the week a few weeks ago. Been a dual listener. No, only once. Only once. If you actually kept a spreadsheet... I'm never keeping a spreadsheet. If you actually kept a spreadsheet... I'm never keeping a spreadsheet. You would know, you know who and hasn't been listener of the I week. I never so. thought we'd get to episode 68, so why would I need to keep a spreadsheet of these things? Anyway, you have officially been sacked... As the stats man for Raiders Review with Blake and the I was you never know, the stats man for Raiders. I was you, never. Do you know why I brought no you? Do you know why that. I brought you onto this show in the first place? Why? I knew that I was a fan. I was passionate. I had opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I thought I need someone with a bit of credibility. <laughs> and you thought of me. <laughs> and I looked at your Twitter bio, and you were self-described 
stat man. Mm. Was was that or was that not on your Twitter bio? It was, yeah. Yeah, but it's not on there anymore. No, it's not. Self, self-described stat man. Yep. And you also were a self-described expert, so I thought, great, I'll bring in an expert and a stats man, and so far you've pretty much proved that you're neither of those two things. I'm an expert. I, I, I know stat. I used... Once upon a time, I had a stats database because a friend of mine called... I'm not going to name it. His name, you know, just for spare the incidents, was, I'll say, Kev Watson. Um, bit of a Excel guru, and he figured out how on one of these stat sites to actually upload all the stats, which I otherwise would have to pay for a database, into my own database as long as we did match by match. I was able to go back five years, and I had a great stats database. But unfortunately, where we were drawing the stats from, we could no longer draw the stats from, and the ABC refused to buy me in access to another stats database. So uh, I stopped being a stats man. Okay. You can't be a stats okay. man without anyway, stats. we've got a legit stats man now. Yeah, we do. And, uh, and we've got a new segment. And it's called Rippin' In with Arnie J. Welcome to Achilles Heel Analysis versus the Sharks by Arnold J. Looking at the lineups, we have Maddie, no hammies, Moylan, a key out. Replaced by Braden, not so tricky, Trindle. The last four games Moylan has played, they have won. And when he plays against teams outside the top six, the Sharks often win. Good news for us, he is not playing and the Sharks lose a lot with no Moylan in attack. Trindle looks like a halfback according to New South Wales Cup stats, but he was playing at 14 early in the season for the Sharks, so presume he was a backup hooker off the bench. He certainly looks like a fill-in 5'8 to me. Trindle has started twice at 5'8 this year, the round 16 loss to Brisbane and last week's win versus the Warriors. The Warriors had very little interest in winning last week, so we can pretty much ignore that game. Thanks to our friends at the Rugby League Project for those player stats. The Sharks missed the most tackles in the comp with an average of 36 per game. We are not great in this area at 32, but we need to punish those missed tackles. We need our halves and fullback right up the back sides of our forwards busting tackles. Particular attention to big pupper and taps in this area. Sharks average 183 kick return metres, which is pretty good. William Kennedy is also a good player at fullback, so we need to nullify him. I loved Matt Frawley's dribbles in goals for repeat sets last week, so we need to keep doing that, even in his absence. Tej Wilton is in his fifth NRL game, so we need to test his defence. Hopefully Trindle and Wilton will play on the same side in defence. 47% of tries conceded by the Sharks is down their left side. We need to load up that side with Jack Whiten and anyone else to have a go at the try line. Final weakness, which is hard to quantify. How comfortable are the players knowing that Fitzy is basically watching from afar and will have input on next year's roster? Do they care what Josh Hannay says at halftime? Does Josh even care? I say we get their heads down early with some quick tries and see if they give up. We have a lot of unknowns in this area of the caretaker coach for the Sharks for the rest of the season. Given these weaknesses, we still need to do all the simple things well like last week. If we can do that, I am confident of a win for the green machine. And I think you can see from that that Arnie J... He's going to look at these things very deeply. And, you know, the Sharks should be worried that now Danny and Ricky Stewart have on their side a person 
who is going to rip holes in them and show where the weaknesses are, a la Melbourne Storm style. Here's your weaknesses, like Arnie Jay's going to be, and he's going to be ripping in henceforth, isn't he, Blarko? He will, I wouldn't be surprised if some of Arnie's insight ends up going directly to Ricky. I wouldn't be surprised about that at all. I wouldn't be surprised about that at all. But welcome, Arnie Jay. Welcome, Arnie Jay. Long Just, may you prosper. Absolutely. Long may you be a raider in the porklet. Over yeah. here, so but... so again, your contributions to this show, they get less by the week. Yeah, they do. I'm quite pathetic. I would have sacked me quite a long time ago. I'm still quite curious as to why I haven't been, but there you go. Um, but we should, looking at the, you know, the, um, the shark side. Okay, so our side is Gula Hodgson Papali. Papali'i, sorry, apologies. So I think with you saying before whether Papali'i ends up starting or coming yep. off the bench, that'll be up to him. That'll be his call. Ricky allows him, especially when he comes back from origin, etc. Papa says, I'm good to start. No, I'll come off the bench. And for this and occasion, he always he seems to... He only be... has to travel three quarters an hour down the road to come home now. Yeah, that's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, it really and, is. Um, he always seems to make the right call too, I think, when he comes back from Origin and stuff. He always, whether he starts himself or off the bench, it always seems to be the never right call. Never lets you down, the no. papa. Never. Even when he has a quiet game, he never lets you down. In the second row, we got Hudson Young has retained his spot. I thought a good tradesman-like performance. Yeah. Uh, and it was really good seeing back in the side. He's not a player I ever wanted to see out of the side. Um, it's good seeing back there. Corey Hutterwitter-Nider in the second row with him. I think we've agreed has now cemented his spot in the 17. He's been great this season. Um, well, Ryan cemented his spot in the starting lineup. Yeah, Ryan Sutton at 13. Um, I think he's been playing more as a prop than as a 13. Um, but he's just been outstanding this year. I, I think he's he's leading the way um, along with uh, Josh Papali'i for Blake and the Porks uh, Raiders Review uh, Player of the Year at the moment. Yeah. And you know, he keeps going the way he is. I won't be surprised if he wins it. Um, no Elliot Whitehead. No I was Elliot surprised Whitehead. That... Holding back that shoulder must be worse than we thought yeah. because the Warrior does not miss matches. Yeah, I was surprised. I thought he'd be. I thought it would just be one week off to like rest his busted face and his. He doesn't. He doesn't come off unless he's actually injured. Yeah. And that's what's worried me about Elliot coming off in that match. He doesn't come off unless he's. It wasn't until he got the kick in the face against the Titans that he finally came off. But I think they they finally said, "Dude, you've done it." Warrior, yeah. you know, we did lose. We're losing by thirty points. I think we can take you off now, and yeah. I'm just hoping your shoulder isn't isn't worse than we're suspecting. Uh, but maybe just giving him an extra week now. But we got he has gone up with the team for the for the um to the Gold Coast with us. Um, unlike someone else, unlike Curtis Scott, have we seen Curtis Scott play his last game in green? I think we have. Um, I think he's up in Sydney at the moment. He hasn't been training. Um, and I think now it's up to the, the Raiders board, having now seen the Integrity Commission basically saying, yeah, you're getting X fine, you're getting three matches, which is obviously already served from the Raiders. Mm. Um, but it's just a question of whether the, it, the Canberra Raiders board says, well, you know... You know, it's a question of whether the coaching staff say to the board, yes, we want to keep him, or no, let's give him the flick. I think there's the overarching thing of the board saying, is this really someone we now want with the, what's gone on with him since he's arrived? Before he'd even played a game, we were know, these issues. there's dramas. And, uh, but, and, and while the cops have subsequently been found to, you know, have overstepped their mark, he still did get out of a taxi that he was put in by, his, you know, by Elliot Whitehead. He still threw a mobile phone. He still did these things. And the board may rightly say, is this really the player we want? But this is the, this the, is the question. So there's, the road takes either two parts because you decide, okay, we want to move on from Curtis Scott. You know, he's not someone that we want part of our organisation moving forward. Um, is there grounds to just terminate his contract a la Paul Vaughan? Mm. Or is it a case of, we've got to move him on, mate, explore your options, 
get a gig at another club yeah. and we're potentially kicking in towards your salary. Because remember when he came here, the storm were kicking in towards yeah, the salary. Yeah, so. I, I have a feeling if he goes, he'll be he'll be terminated on, on breach of contract. Well, that's that's the sort of... But we, we don't outcome. know. I've, that, heard, I've heard nothing about No, it's been very quiet, but that's, that's the best outcome for the club to actually... I think it probably is. I would, look, I would have loved to see Curtis come to this club, be a clean skin and play really good football that we all hoped, but it has not materialised that no. way. We've seen a couple of good games, but... And I also think, look, it's whether you keep someone or not also often depends on what your other options are. And the rise of, you know, some of the other options in the centres. Yeah. Tomoko, Sebastian, yep. Chris, it, it makes yep. Curtis Scott. Shields. Yeah, it makes Curtis Scott expendable. It does. You got these young guys that are part of the club that seem to be don't come with the same baggage, you know, and also doing the same job for a lot less money as well. So if you can punt Curtis Scott and you freeze up four hundred and fifty yep. in your salary cap or whatever he's on, yeah, you know, there's there's a lot to be said for doing it. But I don't want to death ride the bloke. Hi, Alan Sung here, former Canberra Raiders captain. And you know what? I don't really listen to podcasts, but if I did, I'd probably listen to the third most popular Canberra Raiders one, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. Going back to the uh, the, the side, so in the back line, we've got uh, Sammy Williams, Jack White, and at six. We've got Sebastian Chris, Jared Croker. we got uh, Jared Croker, I thought, came back quite well in that match. After the Titans game, was a definite improvement. It looked far fitter than he did. So I was very pleased to see that. We've got Sammy Vellamai on one wing. We've got Jordan Rapiner on the other wing. We've got Xavier Savage still at the back. On the bench, Tommy Starling. I thought he was bloody great last week. But that was the that was what we've been saying for pretty much the whole season. The plan for Tommy Starling surely should have been what they executed yeah. in the game. Come wait, 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 go wait, fast. Yeah, wait till 20 minutes are gone. Yeah. Bring him on and instant And as effect. soon as they did, and Josh goes back to 13 slash 7, whatever the hell he was. Yeah. And, but we uh, scored, he scored a try straight away because he, did, you know, he the, was so the, quick. The middle's tiring. You bring him on; he's explosive. He's basically—is he a beach sprinter? Well, <laughs> almost. Damien Cook two point Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a bit faster. Um, Jay Tarpanay people has who moved not... from the seventeen jumper to the six uh, to the um, fifteen jumper. Speaking of people who are not fast, yeah, Josh Hodgson. There's a couple of times he spotted a gap, and it's like we sort of compared. We said that Jason Smith wouldn't two knees. Left and right. I know, Jason. You try being fast with two busted And, and also, it's his, you know, it's just, he's still coming back. But, um, yeah, he sort of... He spotted the gaps. And he sort of hobbles hobbles towards them. Yeah, there's a couple of people in the Canberra Raiders that I'm not going to say anything negative about. One of them C.S. Oliola and one's Josh Hodgson. Yeah, but I mean, it does add to the, the, the overall perception that um, Rugby League in, in... He did a great job. Rugby League in 2021... Is he more and more so under the current rules a young person's game? Oh yeah, and we've got some pretty, we've got a few, we've got some senior citizens. Yeah, we've got some senior, <laughs> some simmer afraid men. C.S. Oliola leading that charge is in the uh, 16 jersey, and then Ryan James in the 17 jersey going back to his old home stadium of uh, Rabina. So he'll he'll be up there, um, and hopefully then, he has a good game. I would I've love been to see him have I've a great been, match. Speaking of death riding people, I have been death riding him, but. Hopefully he has a good game. Oh, dude. We always want them to succeed. Um, then for the Sharks, they've got Aaron Woods, who's chasing a new contract. And, you know, I think the result out of the West Tigers, we will absolutely not be putting in a bid for Aaron Woods, was what came out of them. Uh, they got Braley um, at Hooker, who's good. we got Adrian Tolman. I still who, think... I still how think... old is Adrian Tol- uh, Aiden Tolman now? Ah, oh, 34 or something like that. This would have to be his last season in the NRL. He keeps I think, the I think Aaron Woods, and apparently he's not asking for much money at all. But I think, you know... You pay him 250, 300 grand, he'll do a job. 
in in reserve grade. I uh, got Teague Wilton and and Brighton Nakora in Britain Nakora in the second row, um, and then you got Toby Rudolph, your man, Toby yeah, Rudolph. I do love the Rudolph. Yes, um, in the thirteen. So it's it's a decent tradesman like pack. You've got Sean Johnson who loves beating the Canberra Raiders and has made a habit of it. Then you've got young Tricky Trindle's son in there in the number six, Braden Trindle, who had a good match against the the Warriors. If you're watching, Jesse Ramian um, is in the four jersey, and you got uh, Tracy. In the in the did you actually three. watch that game? Yeah, or is, I, yeah, it's one of those ones. I was just like, they dispatched the Warriors quite well. They I haven't been good. like most people. I've been watching a lot less football outside of Raiders games. They they played really. I was year. watching it for the preview of this, but look, they actually played quite well. It wasn't the Warriors blowing it. It was actually the Sharks had a game plan. They stuck to the game plan, and while it was pretty boring and stodgy, it worked. Katoa a bit like our game plan against very much the... Katoa on one wing and you got uh, Ronnie Molotalo who will be pretty upset about not playing for Queensland and I think he's got a good case myself in spite of the fact all the proper rules and regs were followed for him not playing for Queensland I think... well actually what they, they say is he should never have played for the under 18s or whatever Yeah, he wasn't eligible to play because that was the whole thing when he played under 18s but... how many people have we seen playing for Queensland who should never have been allowed the number one first and foremost before you go digging any further than that Greg Inglis yeah, but Queensland is not a, just a state. It's a state of mind. Yeah, I know. I know. And we've heard, um, you know, one of our listeners the week in the past and the person who makes the best theme song of any podcast, rugby league podcast anyway, Dennis Carnahan, say, well, obviously Bowerville is in Queensland, but the tenuous, the tenuous way they got him to be a Queenslander and the ease with which he turned his back on his homelands, his tribe lands Do you know that, that um, that's in Queensland is, in fact, Dennis's not most popular song on YouTube. He's actually got another song that's had more hits on YouTube. And what is that? Why didn't Broadwalk? It's actually a cricket one. So obviously that's gone, had more of a global... Yeah. Very yeah, good. From Cricket the Musical. Cricket the... <laughs> Why didn't Broadwalk? <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, we got Kennedy at fullback, who I am being more and more impressed with every time I see him. He shows a hell of a lot Arnie more... Jay rates him. I... What I saw last week... He's got quite a clever football brain. He knows how to sniff out a gap. He's got quite a good turn of pace, and he's great at defending the last line. Uh, Braden Hamuali, if you missed out on his try celebration, uh, go back and have a look at it. It was WWE inspired, and it was bloody brilliant. Um, that was last week. Royce that Hunt, punch just looked—it actually looked quite real. It did. It did. <laughs> Maybe it the, did. The major thing was just before he'd actually had Reese. Um, Reese Walsh. Yeah, just absolutely getting thumped off him. So it actually looked like a WWE move, and then he got up and did that. It was bloody brilliant. It was great. Uh, Roy John Hoppawati did the Rock celebration many, many years ago. Yeah, and he was he went off the um the pads on the post. There, that was when try celebrations were de rigueur. were big in the past. I mean, I'm happy to have the the try celebrations back, yeah. but I think there needs to be a a, a time limit because they're kind of uh, good for a little while, uh, and then they get a bit. The hand grenade, the Raiders hand grenade one was pretty good. The Raiders did the 10 pin bowling. 10 pin bowling, that's right. It was pretty good. Um, we got Andrew Fafita in the 20 jersey, and we got a Harotti uh, making it up. Now we get to the, sta- the episode that everyone loves the extended bench! Who's on the extended bench? Um, Billy Margulis for them. Um, the other Williams that we've got on the bench for them um, Jack Williams. 
And then we've got Metcalf. Any relation got, to Sam and George? I don't know. I don't know. I assume it's his brother, same yeah. as those two. Um, we've got Metcalf, and then we've got Talakai, who's uh, fallen out of a bit of really good early season favour and can be a little bit of a uh, bit of an excitement machine, but out of favour. Then on our extended bench, we've got Matt Tomoko. Is Royce Hunt? Did you say Royce Hunt? Are he, you looking he, at different... He's on the bench. He's not on the extended bench. He's on the bench. So whatever team I'm... Oh, Right. No, I'm looking at something completely different. You must be. You're looking at the reserves. What have you got on the NRL site? Okay, so on the reserves, you've got Billy Margulis, Royce Hunt, Andrew. No, that's 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 the that's old. No, that's the actual reserves. That's the interchange bench. They're no, Matt Tomoko's not on the reserves. Trey Mooney's. This is the extended bench. 18, 19, 20, Okay, well let's have a look at that then. Let's bring this in. So what have they got on the interchange? They've got Hiroti, Talakai, Williams, and, and Braden Ueli. This is on the NRL side. Let's go with that one. And the extended bench, they've got Billy Margulis, Royce Hunt, Andrew Fafida, and Luke Metcalf. Um, that's an interesting thing because then on ours, we've got Matt Tomoko, Trey Mooney, the, the wonder king from North Queensland, the uh, lock forward. He's not from North Queensland. I think, he? he's, I think he's from Western Bruce Sydney. Lee. Is he? Yeah. Oh, he's the Parramatta one. Yeah, no, yeah. He's, he's a good player. Matt Frawley um, and Harley Smith-Shield. So we've got a very, very, very young, with the exception of Matt Frawley, the shoe man, um, extended bench there. Just going to give it to the Raiders because I like us more. That's where I I'm going to go I with think, that one. I think, but when did Andrew... Because this is sometimes slow to update, this NRL one. It is. Well, I don't know. What are you? Which one are you viewing? I'm on... Um, God, I don't even know what the name of this thing is. I've been using it for ages. Some NRL something or other. Uh, League Live, it's called, is the one I use. Okay. But um, now we get to the special, uh, the segment that uh, we're actually going to rename for the time being, which is Jack's got a lift, Jack. Because you've got a lift, Jack. Not only coming back from Origin, but we're, you know, we love you, Jack, don't we? We love you. You are the reigning Dalian medalist, and you're there for a reason because you took on the line because you smashed in. You got us through. Do you reckon has he picked up any Dalian points this year? Has oh, anyone gone from winning the Dalian to possibly not getting any Dalian? I don't points know. The but it, look, it just hasn't been the I, season I that he would have want that we would want. It, I think that's something that needs more to be looked in further because I, I don't I, think I, he's got any Dalian. But points. I don't want to hack on Jack. No, but it's an what interesting phenomenon that is to go Jack from. To lift. We want Jack to get back to where he was. Jack, try and get to, if just there's like how many? There's like six rounds, seven six rounds. rounds. Just try and get three points, man. Just try and get three Dalian points. Take Don't that. be the guy that went from having winning the Dalian to getting zero points next year because it's never happened before. It's never. Well, we don't know if that's been happened. We're before. assuming it's never happened. Before. You and O'Grady might have pulled that off. You and O'Grady may have pulled that off. Um, but what we do want is this: get that ball in your hand and run like hell at those people and remind them that you are Jack Whiten and you are made of iron. And if they want to stop you, they better be bloody determined to do it. None of this passing or a last minute bomb. I want you running full pelt at those people and reminding them that if they want to stop you, they're going to have to be better than they think they are because they're not going to do it. And then when you get to that line and you've dragged three players in, pop that pass and put someone through. But Jack, you got to lift. We can still recover this season. The Pork has predicted we're going to make a, like a 1995 Bulldogs run to the Premiership and win this, but it all relies on you, Jack. You've got to come back. And Jack, you got to lift. Uh, but Lord Funkingdom. Yeah, before we go to Lord Funkingdom, other people have to lift. Sam Williams, defensively. Please pull something out. Uh, Jared Croker, up against Jesse Ramian. There's a few centres that Jared Croker comes up against that you go, Ooh, I don't like the look at this. Bradman Best, mm. Jesse Ramian. Yeah. 
Uh, that's sort of big, scary ones. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, maybe. But Lord Funkton has something to say to us uh, about uh, Jack White. G'day Raiders fans and all you other scrubbers. Lord Funkington here ahead of our game against the Cronulla Sharks this weekend. Um, it's easily doable for the Raiders to get this one by 56, but there's one thing that has to happen for that 56-point margin to happen. So I'm just recording this message for, for Jack Whiten, our 5'8". Jack, you're playing Origin tonight. I hope you do really well. You're a great player. But I really hope that if you are able to back up for the Raiders this weekend, that you fucking rip in, mate. Rip in. You are a blunt object. Blunt objects are for bludgeoning. You bludgeon that defensive line, you bust on through. You busted up the Sharks a few times in round two and got through. Use your legs. You're a massive fella. You're a big, strong unit. Bash on through. And then you can worry about passing. If you need to kick the ball out of bounds on the full, that's fine too. Just do it early. Do it early so that there's no dramas later on. Jack, I love you. You're one of my favourite players. You are a worthy uh, Dalian medalist. All the Raiders fans love you, but we want you to use your feet, smash that bloody line, and when they're coming at you, smash them even harder. They're bloody terrified of you already, so don't let up. Let's go, fellas. Going off the uh, going off the long run there, Lord Funkington. Going off the long run. Um, he's been quite phlegmatic in the past, but obviously he's now fired up and... Uh, once more, Lord Funkin appears uh, like B.A. Santa Maria. You know, he's paying. He's yeah, paying. He pays he, he's <laughs> paying us to come in and have this thing. So while Blake and the Pork, you know, he, he's using us as a platform, we can't necessarily say we 100% agree with everything that he stands for, in spite of the fact he's getting one of the beanies. You know, so that might be, you know, not that. Blake, you got a listener of the week for us. We do. So in the past, and um, moving forward with the listener of the week, Arnold J. Arnold, you're going to start keeping a spreadsheet mm. so we can keep track of who's been Listener of the Week. Did, did, did Arnie know this was going to happen? No, no, I'm just, just adding on. We're just sure. giving him another Just job. one more Excel for him. He's, he, it's, he's good at stuff like that. Anyway, so the Listener of the Week, in the past I've said, if you want to guarantee a spot on the show as Listener of the Week, mm. jump on iTunes, give us a review. Give a review. So the Listener <laughs> of the Week is an iTunes Doesn't have reviewer. to be a good review. No, as, just as, OG, as OG... Wollongong truck driver. Wollongong truck driver, OG. And on you, OG, if you're out there driving, we're thinking of you right now. You're an essential worker. You are. An, you're not just an essential worker, but you are a Blake in the Porklet. Anyway, so listen of the week. But there's a bit of a twist because this person actually didn't leave a review on our iTunes page. They no, left, they didn't. They left a review on the uh, Green Machine and, podcast. And, and, and Solzy, who's also came up with us in Danny Stewart's uh, Magna, all the way up to Rabina, yeah. and is in an adjoining room, but we've managed to keep that door locked, haven't we, Blark, eh? Um, yeah, Solzy sent it on to us. And read on, Blake. So it's from a guy called Patient L. Rob. So yeah, they sent it to us. Not that we're just stalking the Green we're not. Machine podcast iTunes reviews. They actually sent it to us. But anyway, Patient L. Rob left a review on the 8th of July, so just a few days ago. It's a four-star review, and it says... Good football discussion. Your insights, commentary, and passion is fantastic. I chuckle sometimes at the dead air after a joke falls flat, however, rarely at actual humour. I still choose to listen for the football discussion, however, Blake and the Pork is my number one. So, yeah, thanks, um, Dad. I mean, uh, patient L. Rob, thanks for that review. And if you get, if you get a chance, maybe jump on and, and give us a, a, a review as well, because you yeah. know, then you can be a listener of the review twice. Because <laughs> if you want. <laughs> Leaving on Solzy's eye. That's awesome. <laughs> that, that is absolutely fantastic. But yeah, as we know, you know, the, the trip up in the in the in Danny Stewart's Mitsubishi Magna was a bit cramped. 
coming up. But, um, you know, we were identified, I think, somewhat erroneously as within the top two um, yeah. Raiders podcasts. Uh, it shook it up a little bit. Raider Nick, I believe, He's not happy. Upset. He's not happy. He's a bit upset with that. Uh, as you know, Polstack, Benny Pollock, and uh, Behind the Limelight, already up there anyway. Exactly. So they so were kind of, yeah. They, they went, but, um, yeah, no, Raider Nick, not happy being relegated out of the top two. I don't blame him. No, I don't blame him either. I mean, he's just a far more professional product. Yeah, it's slicker. I think I think if any, if, if there's any um, reason why he didn't get the invite, I think we know it's not Raider Nick that uh, is the reason. No. No, we know what the reason is. But, we're, you know, we'll leave that to you to guess because we are not here to slag people off, are we, Blake? No. No, we're not here to slag people off. We're bringing people together. In fact, we're here to look at reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful, part three. Oh, there are reasons to be cheerful, aren't there, bloke? We got a win against Manly at Brookvale, and they had a garbage truck on the sideline, and it was <laughs> awesome. Why should you know? I I understand that maybe the garbage company um, was a sponsor, but it surely it would have been better to have like a Bob Fulton tribute cement truck there instead. Yeah, 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 yeah. It would have been good. But Suez, who who is their sponsor? Um, took that opportunity to put the garbage truck on the hill at Brookie, which I think is brilliant. Uh, and while we're here, look, um, I was accused um, by Don Ferner Jr. early today of being a propagandist for the Canberra Raiders, to which I heartily agreed I was. Um, so while we're out there, I just want to remind you that the people who are sponsoring our football team help us have a good football team. So please don't go and buy the supermarket special milk when you're in Canberra. Please buy the Canberra milk product because they're sponsoring us. So buy the damn product. If you're going to buy a forklift, buy a bloody Toyota forklift, okay? Go out and do it. If you're going to get your tax done, go to ITP, the Income Tax Professional. If you're going to buy iced chocolate, buy Dare Ice Chocolate. This is what I want you to do, people. Iced coffee. Iced coffee, whatever you want. But buy those brands. That's what I want you to do. I want you to go out. That is Canberra Milk, but isn't it? Just yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. But all at the same time. But this is what I want. I buy those products. Use those services because they sponsor our side. So, you know, and they're not getting... I want to reinforce here. Uh, if you against... with Blake and the Pork, do not get any kickbacks whatsoever from any of those no. people we've just mentioned. What other sponsors have you forgotten? What other sponsors? There are many, so many Paddy Wack promotional products. Paddy Wack <laughs> for knickknacks. Um, just fantastic people. Um, and, you know, get down there. I, I don't know if Jersey, Jersey's Megastore is a sponsor, but there's certainly a bloody good shop, so you should get down there and buy... I Raiders mean, Plumbing. Raiders Plumbing, absolutely. They're fantastic. Um, there's so many great sponsors that follow our side, and, and in spite of, um, you know, the trials and tribulations, stay with us, you know. And then we've got, you know, people who... You know, sponsors who may have come in the good times and then racked off in the bad times. And you think to yourself, hmm, do I really yeah, want... Yeah, bloody Woodgers, where are they? Yeah, where have Woodgers <laughs> gone? Unbelievable. Jim Woodger, you know, where are you? He's dead. Oh, that's very sad. Uh, Video Easy. Video Easy, they bailed, didn't they, in a big way. Just because you went broke means absolutely nothing whatsoever. You know, I believe Huawei is still partially a sponsor of our club, by the way. So there you go. They, they, for better or for worse, it's yep. still the Huawei headquarters. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. And they did do stuff. So let's... Did they install the bugs when they built it? Or did they have to, they had to come in and put them in afterwards? I have no comment on that whatsoever. <laughs> so, you know, let, let, let's not go in there. But use the people who sponsor us. So, reason to be cheerful. We've got to win. And we might even get two in a row. Imagine if we got two in a row. When was the last time we got two in a row wins? I think it was the first two matches of the season, wasn't it? We yeah. got a, a cruddy win against the Titans first half. And we got a cruddy win against... Um, the Sharks. The Sharks. God. The, the, I'd say one thing, Sharks... If you're a Sharks fan, 
and you wanted a reason to be cheerful, it's probably that, um, what's his name's not playing? What's his name? Chad Townsend. Chad Townsend's not in the side. People go to town on Chad. Chad, he's out. I think he's. I think he went back to the Warriors. Now is he out for the season or something? I he's don't injured. know. But he's a delightful young. The man. other, the other reason, annoyed. the other oh, reason. No, our first win was against the West Tigers. Then we got a win against the Sharks. Then we lost in that injury reel to match the Warriors, where we probably shouldn't. Then we beat the Titans. So we'd won three out of our first four. Yeah, and then we lost to Penrith, and we're like, well, it's just a mere speed bump. We lost C and K. It was there, and yeah. then we got blitzed by Parramatta, and the wheels started falling off. Well, then the loss to North Queensland, you thought we'd hit a rock bottom, but we hadn't. People wanted to go. George home. Williams pulled out of the South Sydney uh, match, citing a hamstring. Of so you variety. were there. So do you, do you like with the benefit of benefit of hindsight now? Mm. Do we actually think he did do his hamstring, or do I actually think yeah. he did his hamstring? Or are you asking me if other people think it was absolutely a load of malarkey because he got literally just had a, a release. Yeah. request turned down and it was a load of malarkey it and was he, questionable. Was, he was basically doing that I don't know the answer to that question but some people well it is been alleged that some people believe that or were dubious yeah. about it but mm-hmm. I mean how would you possibly ever prove that one exactly. way or another but he and came back he played the next week didn't he apparently was training fine the next week but you know it's one of those things you don't take a risk on a hamstring twinge do you then we lost down in, in to Newcastle um at Wagga, that wasn't good because we should have won it. Then we scraped home against Canterbury Bulldogs, having had a man sent off. We got pounded by the storm, as you'd bloody expect. Then got pounded by the Roosters, had a bye, came back and had what we thought was a season-correcting win against the Broncos before then coming out and losing against in a howling gale to the Dragons. Then I think the lowest point of the season to date has been the pounding by Gold Coast Titans because everyone thought we were going to win it. But then there's been a bright spot of Manly. So now we've got Cronulla. Then we've got Parramatta. Again, it's going to be up there. It's, we're going to have a shorter turnaround than them by a day because it's next Thursday. Um, then we go, we have the Knights up there. Don <laughs> Ferner Jr. is hoping to have us back in town in Canberra at GAO Stadium for this match on the 6th of August. I can't see it happening. I don't think we should want to come back. Just stay up there. I can't see it happening. And then we go... Our home record then stinks. Yeah, then we've got the Storm. Then we have the, the Seagulls, then the Warriors, and then the Roosters. Look, we get enough of those. We could even jag like fifth or sixth. Don't get carried away. I'm just saying, anything could happen. And you get in that position on a season like this, who knows, maybe it is the 95 Bulldogs. Who knows? We've got to believe people because now all of a sudden everything's been turned around. Why not us? Why not us? We have the troops. Was there anything in that that performance against... Got nothing to fear but fear itself. Was there anything in that performance against Manly Mm. um, that you think would have troubled... The top six sides? Was there anything... Joe Tarpano. Ryan Sutton. They've shown the way. People have to follow them. People have to believe and follow. And that is how we win matches. And Tarpano back in form is a reason to be cheerful. And Frawley, the shoe man, enter shoe man, coming in and getting the repeat sets, that's a reason to be cheerful. A lot of people were very concerned um, that Frawley didn't... A lot of people would like to have seen Frawley and Whiten be picked in the side Mm. for this week. But I think the main issue is that is they're both left-sided players. Well, and I think what may also still happen is, you know, that may still happen at this stage. He, he's on the extended bench. They're up there. We'll see 24 hours out from the game who actually gets dropped off the extended bench, and they'll tell you a lot more about that. If Rawley's dropped off that, he ain't going to play. Well, I think they'll keep him because um, as backup for Jack not playing. I think that's probably and I a think wise this, idea. 
I mean, this is all, you know... But we're, no, what, we're trying no, what to, Matt Tomoko is the 18th man? We're trying to do a bit of... Well, it makes sense. But we're trying to do a bit of Blake here in advance of the game. I would Blake be surprised if Jack does not back up from origin. I reckon, I reckon Ricky will basically be looking at him saying, come on then, what are you? What are you? Back up, son. This He's is got a new time. baby. This is your moment. This is your moment. Get up, back up. What are you? You know, and, and I reckon he'll back up. I reckon he'll back up. And what's more, I reckon Jack Whiten is going to have his breakout game. Just like Tarpanay had his breakout game last weekend, Jack Whiten's about to have his Raiders breakout game and absolutely own the freaking place and burst back into contention. And as with my Porkstradamus, this run, this run is going to go it's on. just started. And people are going to say, oh, and it's going to be a couple of weeks before people say, oh, gee, maybe the Raiders got their mojo going back. People start getting a bit frightened of us. All of a sudden, things start clicking. Things start clicking. And all of a sudden, things get better. You know, maybe C&K makes a miracle return. is back two weeks out before the end of the home and away. And everything starts clicking. And all of a sudden, it starts falling into place. And people say, oh, I was always on their side. I never pulled out. And we'll only be able to say, but it was only Blake Stradamus. It was only Pork Stradamus. He didn't pull out on them. That's what we'll say. So coming up soon, after this weekend, we've got the Eels away. They're all away. Rabina. Then uh, we go to the Knights away, I believe, also at Rabina. But, and then, uh, like I said, then Don reckons we'll be home for the Dragons. I don't reckon we will be. I just I just can't see how we're going to be back, especially if the rumours of a case in Canberra is now uh, confirmed. But, you know, it's either going to be Rabina, Lang Park, or at the sunny coast for the matches henceforth. And it's just a matter of how well the, the side does it. And let's hope they eagle hawk it. Is that a verb now, eagle hawking? Camp David. Camp David, eagle hawking. Let, let's, let's hope they go away. That was a mysterious location that couldn't be revealed, wasn't it? Or did yeah. they just reveal it was camp? Oh, no, I think they did. Camp For a while there, they were, they were staying in a, a, another mysterious location. More recently. 2016, right. they went into camp. Right. Do you remember that? No, vaguely. Yeah, there was a bit of a camp in 2016 as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, look... It was around that time when we beat Melbourne Storm and then we beat Cronulla away and oh, it was yes. all happening. Yeah, it was dream time. But And maybe that's exactly what we'll do now. Maybe they're good in camp. Maybe that's what they'll do. Maybe they'll get together and they'll ha- all have a good game of Marco Polo around this pool over here, which is just brilliant. Or maybe they'll go over to the beach, which is just over there. Light a fire. Marco. <laughs> Polo. Marco. I see more. Uh, now, I should warn people coming up to the Greenmount, where we are base at the moment, Solzy looks horrible in a pair of budgie smugglers <laughs> and he refuses to wear boardies. So avert your eyes, people. Avert your eyes. But look, unless you've got anything else to say, Blarco. No. You have been listening to the, well, we still believe the third most popular Second Raiders. Second most popular. Po- well, the third the most popular. The RL po- has decreed. They've decreed we're <laughs> in the top two, but they didn't say who was one and who was two. We know we're not two. Well, we Solzy was insisting on having the shotgun seat on the way up. Danny Stewart didn't like that one little bit and kept flicking his cigarette butts at him. But, um, you know, that's the way it went down. Um, but you've been listening to the third most popular Raiders podcast, uh, Raiders View with Blake and the Pork. Uh, we'll speak to you again soon.